All right. What's up? Come one, come all. This is burnt offerings. We're fucking back. It's been a long time. Yeah, dude. I think the last time we recorded it was January. Mm-hmm. And that episode was just posted a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, this will be the first time we've actually recorded since January. And I'm excited because with all the weird shit that's happened, some cool shit's happened too it's since that time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some cool shows uh, and whatnot. Um, so let's let's get into... Like, first of all, let us know before we get into this thing... If you guys liked the last episode, I've heard a couple things from some people that have listened to it that dug it. It's hard to, uh, there's my phone that's supposed to be on silent. Um, it was weird listening to an episode we recorded months prior <laughs> at that time. Yeah. So I'm just like, fuck, things. Life got flipped, man. Yeah. That was basically on both of our ends, a, another life. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Uh. We'll, we'll leave it at that, but basically, a lot has changed, and uh, I think we're okay now, so we decided to get get back to the drawing board and do an episode. We decided to came in, come in for this one a little different because, you know, we got to knock the cobwebs off, so instead of just picking a movie and making sure our research is kind of up to snuff, um, Steve had this great idea, which is just do comfort movies. What's that fucking movie? Like the movies you just fucking watch that are just like you can just pop on for. I took it as the movies I watch when I'm like hungover on the couch. Yeah. Like to me, those are the comfort movies because I always go to the same group. It just kind of depends on what style. But I'm like, that's those to me are comfort movies. Or if I'm coming home drunk, I'm going to bed. A movie I would put on because they're not necessarily your favorite movies because a lot of the ones on my list I don't put up there as like my top like three. But they're fucking movies that like you just love. They're comfortable. You can go to sleep to them. You can watch them. You've probably seen them a hundred fucking times. Something about them just fucking resonates. Yeah, I actually like thought of doing this as the theme for this episode, but there was many facets to it. All the ones you mentioned, but then there's also if there's some uh, whack shit going on in your life and you need to like put something on that's gonna heart like hone you back into feeling like your fucking self again. Yeah. Or uh, another one on a lighter note is if you're stumped and don't know what the fuck to watch because I've mentioned this on previous episodes. Holy shit. Or I'm like literally standing in front of my movie collection like what the fuck do I? And then you know. I watch the same shit over and over again because of that. Like I don't know what I want to put on. Yeah. But you know there's certain movies that are just if I put this on I'm not going to be mad about it. If I'm flipping through on whatever channel and this movie happens to be on it's not going to get changed yeah so there was many different things and then there's also um i can't fall asleep without a tv being on i can't do it okay it's been like that since fucking i can remember what movies do i fall asleep to a lot of it has to do with score dialogue something i can fall asleep to right soundtrack even the music that's played throughout it so those are the things that went into like you know yeah 
comfort movies, basically. And this is going to span over, at least mine are, different genres. Oh, mine too. Mine yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm a liker of all things film. I made sure I jotted down a few, but I know I've left some off. And I'm sure either you're going to have stuff on your list that I'm like, man, that's one of mine that I didn't put. Or you're going to say some shit that triggers something that I didn't write down. I figured. So we did not... We don't know each other's movies. We didn't. No, we didn't run this by each other. There's going to be, I guarantee, there's going to be a lot of fucking uh, parallels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, before we get into those, uh, and we will, because I have a feeling we're going to go down some fucking trails. We never leave breadcrumbs. We don't, we never, we never have. Okay. So, I would like to say fucking thank you to the Acid Witch dudes and Kenny from Fister. Absolutely, man. For the really cool photo that they took at the, I'm guessing, St. Louis oh, Acid Witch Louis show. show. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, Arcuzzi made an appearance in a really cool photo. And uh, a couple of them, actually. So thank you, Kenny. Uh, Fister fucking rules per usual. Favorite band. Acid Witch dudes. Always solid. We actually uh, went and seen Jared and I Roadhouse at the old Redford Theater months ago, and then after went and hung out with Mike from Acid Witch Temple of Void. That was a good night. It was a solid night. Yeah, we just we just sat around and fucking hung out, man. I mean, he's like the busiest dude in the biz. The guy's got his hands in all kinds of fucking you know projects and stuff, but he made time for us to like come hang out. So he is like, if you want to. I just don't understand how he does all the things he does with the time he has. Insane. He is like the opinion of there's 24 <laughs> working hours in a day. Because he's like, yep, tour. I got to do that. Got to get ready for this tour. Got to finish this thing. Got to do that thing. And then, and I found some extra time and I built these. <laughs> like, Plus school and like, job. Full time. Like, make me feel lazy, man. Yeah, I know. And uh, he's also a cat dad. And uh, I got to meet his cat. That was cool. Uh, but yeah, what you're saying, uh, he, the Beatles wrote eight days a week for Mike long before Mike was born. That was like, he finds an extra day in the week. You have to. There's got to be an extra 24 hours that we don't get that he does somehow nocturnally to accomplish the things <laughs> that he He just came back from like a huge tour with like Temple of Void and shit. Mm-hmm. And now he's back on the road with Acid Wish. So anyway, Mike, solid dude, man. It was good hanging with him. And... Uh, we haven't seen Tim in a long time, but yeah, he's actually haven't uh, seen Tim or Dave in a minute either. Yeah, it's been a while. I've chatted with Dave a few times on the Instagram live feeds. Yeah, I've joined those feeds. Um, he's still rocking fucking Scat Bros. Yeah, always. That's still in my head. Yeah. Was it the down, down at the outpost? What's the, what's the jam? <laughs> yeah, dude, the outpost. The out- down at the outpost. Yeah, that's the jam of all jams, right there, dude. But uh, I think I've shown a few people that. So I'm trying to spread it. Oh, Dave fucking loves it. Uh, uh, nobody? Dave, nobody. He's like, dude, what's up with them scat bros? That shit's sweet, dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, um, yeah, excellent. Thanks for that, uh, dudes that we mentioned. Yeah, and uh, also, I just wanted to say uh, we've been to a couple shows. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which ones. Now, we did an episode after the jail perversion show. Yeah. When was that? Yeah, okay. Because the recent one was the uh, Coffin Dust 
basement show. That was fucking sick. Was there one before that that we went to? Well, there was the couple at the Beagle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we went to a couple grind shows at the Beagle. Yeah. So there's the Deterioration Girth. Um, Nakai. Uh, yeah, Nakai. And Shit life. Scum Rotten. Shit life. We kind of just listed three. We listed every band from two different shows. Yeah, yeah. It was like two separate shows, but like the first one was Deterioration, Nakai, Shit Life, and Girth. No, that was the December show. We recorded an episode since that one. But Deterioration came through with just Girth and Scum Rotten. And then Nakai came through. Carbuncle as well. Oh, yeah. Carbuncle. On that last one. Yep. And then Nakai came back through again. And it was Girth, Nakai fuck was the other one? I missed that one. Yeah, I didn't go to that one. Yeah. I think there was a third band. So you've been to, f- uh, yeah, three yeah. of those at the Beagle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck, Kill. it happens like right up the street from my house. Yeah, we walked there, dude. It's <laughs> I so have no cool. excuse to miss it. Yeah, and all good dudes. And while we're on it, check out the new deterioration release. I've, it's mm-hmm. downloaded on my phone. It's amazing. Um. On the Girth has some new stuff out. I don't think we have mentioned in Pat, like since the last episode. I don't think we fully mentioned that. I think it got brought up that it was coming out. But yeah, fucking butchered at Girth. Butchered at Girth, awesome fucking record per Amazing. usual. Uh, obviously, I'm sure we mentioned it last time. The the newest Nakai release is fucking stupid good. Closed doors, open veins. Yep. Uh, well, closed doors, open cans of Miller Lite, according to Andy. <laughs> Uh, trying to get that sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we did some. We did a heavy and beyond night. That was fun. That was actually a really fun night. That man. was a fucking blast, dude. I had so much fucking fun that night. Too much fucking fun that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what we've been doing. Um, as far as like going to shows, and then we got more coming up. But I just wanted to shout out also those uh, on the slower heavier side uh if you guys are fans of primitive man the new album came out today just want to say that i haven't listened to it yet no review no opinions no comments but it did come out today and happy friday the 13th mm-hmm. every fucking buddy now let's get into some fucking movies man let's do it okay so since we didn't we never planned for anything we'll switch back and forth yeah, every time we do an episode like this, it seems to be what we do. Cool. Now you have the floor is yours, man. All right. I'm, I wrote mine down in zero order. Mine, mine are written down in the order of just, oh yeah, this is a comfort movie. So the first one I got written down, City of Living Dead. Definitely. That is 100%. There's something about it. It's just, honestly, it's the fucking, the sound design, the score, everything about that fucking movie just is a fucking warm blanket. I would have to agree with you on that. Um, I mean, especially that opening, like the fucking, the sound of him hanging himself, like throwing the rope over the fucking, that that scene where the fucking fire's up and down, like just everything about that opening scene just pulls you into it. And it's, I think that this seems to be one I go to a lot when I come home drunk. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you. When, like, so that's why, that's the reason that this is a comfort movie. So that would be the main reason you come home after. It's one of the main ones. Like, okay. it's it's well, a lot of these kind of go multiple. That's why I'm asking you per movie. 
Okay. What's well, the main reason that that would be a comfort movie? Because you're not going to put on Hot Shots Park Deux because you're fucking <laughs> everything's going right in the world, right? I mean, but so, yeah. Actually, no, I didn't put on. There's, there's, I mean, from the the standpoint of shit sucks right now, life sucks right now. I need to put something on that's going to like pull me back into a better place. I don't think any of these movies. Well, maybe some of them do cover that, but I. For the most part, none of mine cover that. Okay, okay. I have a few that do. This one, uh, yeah, it's it's. I come home drunk and go to bed, and it's. I this is one I put on a lot. Um, but it's also one of those if I'm having just a fucking like a day on the couch, and I want to watch, you know, horror movies. It's one of my go-to's. And the, and then for me, that did not make my list. But there's two Fulci's on my list, and I've watched them quite. A lot in the last two months. So with that one that you just mentioned, yeah, that intro with Father Th- Thomas hanging himself, mm-hmm. I've mentioned timeless fucking times how that changed my life. Seeing that, yeah, and then the stringed instrument uh, that plays. So that starts the movie. Yeah. If I'm putting that movie on to go to sleep, that and then the the outro score when everything hits the fan. Mm-hmm. So like I can sleep through that. A lot of dialogue. A lot of the wind blowing and shit. It's a, you don't have to see anything. You could have your eyes closed and get so much out of that fucking movie from the score and just the dialogue alone, man. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so excellent choice. So I'm gonna pick for for my first one, hands down, The Beyond is a nice. fucking comfort movie for me. Now that being said, it's not my favorite Lucio Fulci movie, but when it comes to I, it's bedtime. The fucking beyond, the score, everything about it, or on a Sunday when I'm just like nothing's going on. The beyond, dude. I just always feel like I can put that movie on and like everything's gonna be okay. Love that fucking movie always. And that's and that's coming from like like nothing too like drastic. It's just like mostly being stumped and like I'm gonna watch the beyond again. That's kind of another one where it's bookended with that intro and the end. Yeah. I mean, dude, the end uh, score and then the beginning score and just the sound design. Yeah. Yeah. So we started off with a couple of uh, Fulci fucking bangers, Uh, but I'll throw it back to you, man. This one I know you have on your list. Mm. Here we go. Bloodsport. Oh, fuck. Come on, man. That's fucking child's play. That's been my fucking jam since I was a kid. Me too. First time saw it at my grandma's house. I think it was on a dubbed VHS that my uncle left. And been in love with that movie ever since. Yes. And it was not until I think I was in my 20s at some point did I actually see it totally unedited. Not realizing that I saw a taped off of TV fucking cut of it that was all like... <laughs> there was The dubbing was off. The dubbing was off. Fucking like... That didn't ever seem like that's what he said, but that's what he said, man. Oh, yeah. And then I saw it like totally uncut, and I'm like, oh, okay. How many times have we seen the fucking uh, 90s Saturday afternoon TBS Superstation Bloodsport version? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that yeah. more than I did the HBO one. You know, it's like still was good, always good, and realistically, how many times do you think you and I have watched that fucking movie? <sighs> God damn. Every convention we went to, there was Bloodsport in the game, and that was when we were 
fucking done for at the end of the night. And you had that one Bloodsport DVD that just looped. Yes. It didn't have a menu screen. It's just you put it in. It automatically played. As soon as the movie ended, it just looped back and played. Yeah. It was weird. It was like an old uh, cardboard with the snap plastic. They're like on the the, the uh, first gen fucking DVD cases. Yeah, and it did, there was no menu. There was the initial menu screen, but once you hit play, when the movie was done, it started again. Yeah. So like we would fall asleep and then wake up and Bloodsport would be on and we'd eat and start getting dressed and showered. Bloodsport would still be on and then we'd leave and then start our day and Bloodsport would still be on and then we'd shut down, go to the convention, do our thing. Three in the morning, Bloodsport goes back on like. And then, dude, like, people would come into our hotel room, Bloodsport's on. Now we have to sit down and watch Bloodsport. It's like, yeah, dude, it's that movie. Show up for the fucking hot dog party, watching Bloodsport. Like, all right. Yeah. And then random people are, is this fucking Bloodsport? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, dude, you don't, you can't even imagine how much you could possibly talk about one movie. But it's like, every time someone sparks up a conversation just walking in, it's like you're seeing it for the first time and talking about it for the first time all over again. Like, she was in The Burning. You know that, right? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Leah Ayers, dude. Come on, man. Keep up. You know? You're like, yeah. Excellent choice. Excellent fucking choice. Yeah. So, uh, here's one I'm going to hit you fucking... No one's expecting this. Probably mentioned it before. Lock up. Fucking lock up. Stallone. I saw this movie when I was a kid. Didn't understand the premise of what was really going on except for that Rambo was in jail and that people were being mean to him and then when I got older I'm like this is a fucking stout movie and still to this day I throw lock up on maybe once every couple weeks and eh, I know it word for word and that is a movie that's one of those movies where you see it for me anyway I saw it when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and then forgot about it and then it was trying to figure out what this fucking movie was yeah and then I had to hunt down, like, dude, it was fucking his Stallone. He was, like, in prison. Like, I remember the football scene, him getting his fucking ass handed to him. Yeah. Yeah, they and, dude, when you watch it as an adult, he goes through some shit, man. Yeah. I mean, Donald, Donald Sutherland is the uh, warden, and he is fucking evil in that movie. And then you got the dad from Good Times or the dad from Coming to America. Mm-hmm. Uh... And uh, what's my man's name? He, he was Dallas in the movie. He's been in fucking everything. He was the bad guy in Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. He was the lead dude. Uh, I can't remember. He's been in fucking everything. But excellent movie. And uh, that Ides of March song. There's a band called Ides of March that had a song called Vehicle. I think it came out in the 60s. But when they're building the fucking Mustang that song's playing when they're playing grab ass and shit that might be the best fucking 10 minute sequence of fucking anything (laughs) I've ever seen first base is still alive you got Frank fucking or Eclipse the everyone's all like it's happening then shit just goes downhill from there they bust up the car with the baseball but it's sad dude you know it's like fuck yeah love that movie always gonna be a comfort movie always and I put that on usually when I'm stumped on what to watch or I need something to hit me in the feels, and it does. It's actually been a while since I've seen that. I don't own a copy of it. So the only time I catch it is either when I used to have actual cable, and I'd catch it on every once in a blue moon, or if I just happen to be scrolling through some fucking streaming service and I see it. Very rare, though. I mean, when you think Stallone movies, no one ever thinks of Lockup. Mm-hmm. And that movie came out in the middle of Rocky, Rambo, 
Tango and Cash. Think about all those bangers he did, you know, and then eventually Cliffhanger and all the Judge Dredd. I mean, dude, no one fucking mentions Lockup and and Cobra. Fuck all these movies that came out at that time. Lockup is just as good as all of them. It's just not shit's not blowing up. People aren't getting shot with AK-47s. Whatever. There's no there's very little humor and it. it's a very dark film. Oh yeah, very human film. So that's my that's my pick. Nice one. What do you got, bud? Switching it up a little bit. Coming to America. Always. Yeah. That's a, dude, look, that's one of Jared's favorite fucking movies of all <laughs> time. I fucking love Coming to America. You do. That's another one I think the first time I saw it was a dub fucking tape in my grandma's house. There, I, I discovered so many movies that my uncles taped and like left there. And it just happened to be in like my grandma's like shelf with all our other movies. Like all the Disney fucking movies. And I found like... Bloodsport and like this was one of them. Love this fucking movie. Put it on all the goddamn time. Laugh my ass off. Still, the movie's fucking gold. It's pretty fucking good, man. I, uh, the late great Louis Armstrong. Yep. Uh, dude from Lockup and Good Times. Yeah, I mean I can't. Uh... Fucking Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall playing multiple characters. <sighs> the the dating fucking dude. <laughs> That's like I was Joan of Arc in my former life, <laughs> fucking burning her hand. I got a secret. I worship the devil. <laughs> Just the facial expressions on those guys. <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm almost single. My husband's on death row. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't seen the sequel. I still haven't. Remember when it was coming out, me and you were like, well, this is destination fucking television. I got stoked to check it out, and I think I... I kind of forgot about it, and then I started hearing people talk about it just kind of falling flat. Oh, really? I'm still going to check it out. Then once, well, it was also the, the thing that kind of like, I'll still check it out, but it stopped me from really wanting to like really check it out. I'm like, well, it's about him having like a kid in America with some other chick. And in my mind, I'm like, well, the first time he came to America, he only met the one chick and they got married. Right. How does he have a kid in America with a different chick? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Man. I might be missing some other part of the story, but I was like, well, this doesn't fucking. They just, it seems like they threw together a fucking story just to make another one. Yeah. Who knows? It probably has its moments. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, st- I still plan on checking it out. Yeah, me too. I just haven't got around to it. But the first one, <laughs> it's solid gold, baby. Fuck yes. That was when uh, Eddie Murphy could do no wrong. Yeah. That time period, fuck. Those movies were fucking. Oh my god. Harlem Nights, dude. <laughs> That's not my pick. I'm just saying, like, Coming to America, Harlem Nights, Beverly Hills Cop, and 48 Hours are the fucking web Harlem, of... Dude, Harlem Nights. The fucking scene where the boxer comes in the bar stuttering. Oh, I got it. Took a while. <laughs> <laughs> Come next week, I'm knocking somebody the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I won't, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so short story about Harlem Nights. We used to go to the Jolly Roger Drive-In. I'm sure you know what that is. Yeah. Well, we went there to see something. I think it was Ghostbusters 2 or something. And, like, if you stay, there's another movie that plays. But it's not PG. Yeah. Harlem Nights played. Parents are passed out. Me and my little brother, Dan, I think he was, like, four. I was, like, seven or eight. We're watching fucking Harlem Nights. Everything's fuck this, fuck that. Machine guns going off everywhere. We loved it. We're like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, that was my first time seeing Harlem Nights. But, uh... (laughs) Oh, 
yeah, it's golden. But yeah, excellent pick, dude. Coming to America. All right. So I guess uh, on the list that I have in my mind, I'm going to segue into a movie that I hope jolts your mind. And I mean you and everyone listening to this. There's a movie called The Toy. Oh, my God. I haven't seen that movie in like 25 years. I still watch it all the time. I own it. It's fucking hilarious, man. Uh, I believe it's... Jackie Gleason is the the dad of the kid. Richard Pryor. He is like gold in that movie. Okay, so Dude, I'm Dude, Richard Pryor was gold in fucking everything. <laughs> Hear no evil, see no evil. Is- shut it the fuck down. <laughs> Hear no evil, see no evil is fucking amazing. Maybe if I shout into your ear, it'll fucking rattle something loose, dude. Oh, really? I never thought of that. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. That's its birth, dude. Okay, yeah. So the toy, I don't know. I, it was something like I, you know. Obviously, I seen it when I was young, and I and I still watch it, all like a lot. And uh, it just, I don't know, man. It's like kind of like a feel good movie, but it's also funny as fuck. Like Richard Pryor's fucking hilarious in it. But it was weird seeing him in a role where he doesn't swear. He's not, there's not like a lot of, um, you know. It's like vulgar or like adult themed. It was like aimed towards kids and shit, but it was still fucking hilarious, man. You know, it's like, dude, that's a movie where if you were to take a fucking like teenager or early twenty somethings now and just explain to them that movie, their heads would fucking explode. (laughs) Oh my god, like the concept can be like here's the concept of this movie. They'd be like, that did not get made. No, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it did. But I mean, it was. it was really fucking good for for what it was. I'm not saying it was like fucking, you know, winning. It's one of those movies where you you, yeah, you, you, you read the concept, you hear the concept, you're like, that's going to be totally fucking offensive as fuck. But you watch the movie and you're like, okay. Yeah. It's not, it's not like that. Yeah, because, you know, at that time, Richard Pryor was doing a lot of like the really adult, like with the Gene Wilder movies and all that. Yeah. A lot of fucking dude. He tried to do the Superman 3 thing, and that flopped. Like, aimed towards a younger audience. But, man, when he did the toy, it was like, he can. He just needs the right people around him to fucking be able to bring out He's that right the PG script, humor. Man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, man. So, yeah, the toy is definitely a comfort movie for me. Still to this day, when I watch it, it reminds me of being, like, seven years old, eating fucking cereal and shit. Like, it was always on fucking cable. It's like, like USA. All the time. They used to play it all the time. So, that's my pick. A solid one. It's I haven't thought about moving in a while. I'll bring it over next time we hang out. It's been a minute. <laughs> the toy is fucking money, dude. All right, man. This is a movie I've. Oh my god, the amount of times I've seen this movie. Friday. <laughs> Another one of your favorite fucking movies. You Friday's the first fucking, one. Oh my just god, the yeah. first one. I've watched the sequels recently, yeah. and they're not horrible. I've liked them more now than I did. Yeah. But nothing can touch the first one. The first one's like miles ahead of the sequels. Holy shit, the first movie, the first Friday's fucking gold. Yeah, it is pretty fucking good, man. Like everything about it is fucking money. Yeah. The soundtrack's fucking money, dude. I never, oh. my, my brother had that soundtrack and we fucking had those, one of those old school legit fucking like that goes for like probably 500 bucks now. Ghetto Blasters. Oh, yeah. Like the giant fucking ones. Mm hmm. 
we would in the summer have that in our garage while we were playing like playing basketball and he had fucking we would listen to fucking bone creeping on the come up this fucking soundtrack oh yeah dude. and a bunch of other shit and dude it's fucking solid so was was friday the one that had the one-off dr dre song that wasn't on any of keep the them keep yeah. them hazard yeah. so that's like probably my favorite Dre song everything on the chronic was good but that one off I remember seeing the video with clips from the movie yeah fire and fucking Chris Tucker's in the video yeah yeah yeah. I mean that was just a time dude you know, Ice, Cube, Ice Cube put out like it was a good day at the time like around Ice, that era. Ice Cube song on that soundtrack's amazing which one was it I don't remember oh. it's been so fucking long man fuck I just blanked on it they play it at the very end I can't remember. Yeah, it's I, uh, it's Friday. It's called Friday. Yeah, it's like it's Friday. I think it's I think it's called oh. it's Friday. Yeah, I mean that was like the Warren G G Funk era fucking stuff was coming out at that time, and then that movie dropped, and like, God damn, dude, this movie's fucking gold. Yeah, the movie is. Uh, there's some fucking. Oh my god, yeah, there's some moments of that movie that are just fucking. Zell, don't tell anybody, man. Don't worry, I won't say anything. Hey, Smokey's over here taking the shit. <laughs> I won't tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Like, speaking of Friday, okay, so Debo. Yeah. So, like, at my old job, someone was mentioning something like they were like quoting Debo. I'm like, okay. Like, you mean uh, Zeus? Tiny Zeus? And they're like, and this was before he passed away. Okay. And they're like, no, no, Debo from Friday. I'm like, yeah, Zeus. And they're like, well, who's that? I'm like, it was the guy that Hulk Hogan fought in No Holds Barred. You know, he was at SummerSlam, you know, Zeus. And they're, like, looking at me with this fucking, like, deer in the headlights. And, like, I bring up a clip from fucking Noel's bar. They're like, that's Debo? I'm like, yeah, he beat the fuck out of Hulk Hogan, dude. Like, that didn't happen back then, dude. He lifted cars up and shit. It was fucking Zeus, man. Then became Debo. And they're like, whoa. It, like, blew their mind and shit. And he was the fucking president in uh, Fifth Element. I've seen that movie halfway through once. That's a good one. Yeah, not even close to being the best Bruce Willis movie. But it's a really good fucking movie. I'll take your word for it. I guess you're going to have to <laughs> if you haven't watched it all the way through yet. Yeah, I remember when it first came out, I started watching it. It was kind of cool, I guess. But like at that time, I think it was all about Independence Day for that type of movie. That movie also has Chris Tucker in it. Fifth Element. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does with the hair and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember it. I remember it. It's just, you know, like I think Die Hard 3 came out at that time and you're... <laughs> what am I gonna choose? Fucking the Fifth Element or Die Hard Three? Like, you know. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna go with the fucking one of the all-time bangers, and this is a no-brainer: Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Absolutely is. No doubt a comfort movie for me. Fucking absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even think about that one. That actually 100% is. You can't deny that you could put that on at any time and just enjoy the fuck out of it, no matter what mood you're in. I've been watching that movie since it was new mm-hmm. and never... I like the whole fucking Terminator saga. I really do. Yeah, you watch them all. I pretty much like... I watched the first two, and I think I fucked with... One or two. I can't remember. One of the sequels, at least. I've watched through a few of the sequels, but I never gave two fucks about them. I still haven't seen the one with Christian Bale where it's actually, like, the wars. That's, that's like, one of the the best. So the duds are 
uh, Rise of the Machines or whatever, and then Genesis are the duds. They're not bad, but they're not as good as Salvation was great. The newest one I liked. People have mixed feelings. People didn't like the newest Rambo. I did. Um, but yeah, so like Terminator 2, and it's weird, like, as I get older, the first one really resonates more than it did first when I was... Fucking amazing. The first one's fucking amazing, is it not? Like, I mean, fuck, man, you know? But, like, I was getting crazy with it. Sarah Chronicle, Connor Chronicles on, like, Fox on Sundays and shit. And, like, me and Spizak would just sit and just go, by, like, trying to come up with these theories of how... Like, it was almost like how fucking crazy people get with Star Wars. We were getting like that with Terminator. Like, no, what a fucking, you know, because each movie that came out was a different time period. How the fuck did this happen? The last one comes out, John Connor gets killed in the first five minutes of the fucking movie, and you're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Where are we at now? You know, it's like so cool. But uh, Terminator 2 always is going to be one of the fucking best movies of all time. Dude, and the ad, what adds to that is, honestly, Guns N' Roses adds to that. Yeah. That Guns N' Roses track is probably my favorite GNR track. Yeah. I'll put it on a lot. Yeah. Honestly, I put it on a lot. Fucking awesome. And then, you know, you got your Afterburner in the arcade. <laughs> it's just always cool. And fucking Budnick. Yeah. I mean, that was, was a, a time. Roll on that. Yeah. It really was. That was a time, man. It's like him coming off Salute Your Shorts. That was. His thing. I was a dude. Come on, didn't man. really lead them much, but it was, you know, it was a, a thing. Fucking well for us. It, I mean, for us, yeah. For like this, the generation that watched fucking Salute Your Shorts, that was a huge fucking. And then thing. you see him in Terminator Two. Yeah, you're like, what? What's going on after school, dude? You want to go play baseball? No, because Salute Your Shorts and Hey Dude's coming on. After that, hit me up. I'll let you know what's going on. And then you, you're watching Terminator Two, banger ass fucking GNR track. You don't know if Arnold's still the bad Terminator or not, and then. The dude from Salute Your Shorts is in the fucking movie. Can't go wrong, man. I remember the T2 panel at Horrorhound. And besides our buddy James trolling him with a question, I remember we were all drunk and one person in our group just started fucking with Budnick outside, was it? I offered him a beer. I think maybe it was me saying like shit really fucking loud. I can't remember. I think, I think I remember you offered him a beer, and then I, I just we were really fucking drunk, and he was outside hanging out, and I feel like we annoyed the fuck out of that. I guy. walked up and went to hand him a fucking beer, and he just was like, uh, "No thanks, man," and he gave me that look like, "Don't you know?" kind of thing, which I didn't, and I still don't. Did you like like it was almost like I've never drank. You should know that, or I used to have a problem. You should know that. He gave me that look. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry, because he gave me that look, and then he like flipped it real quick. No worries, it's cool. Uh, it's good to meet you. What's your name? And then everything flipped, and then you're in the bag like, that fucking guy's from Salute Botnik, <laughs> dude. I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of here. I knew someone was loud. Yeah. Apparently it was me. I was trying to be cool, offer him a beer. It got awkward, and then you're yelling. I'm like, all right, man, it was cool meeting you. I'm out, dude. Like, Dude, at that point, we were drinking since like 10 a.m. Oh, yeah, we were fucking done. Chicken was done, dude. I have vague snippets of memories i just know somebody was being allowed <laughs> yeah but yeah so there's that so t2 will always be a comfort movie absolutely that was a good one that was yeah. a really good one all right man um fuck dude this one silence of the lambs oh man good choice this is a movie that honestly as a kid like friday 13 stuff like that shit didn't bother me didn't scare me silence of the lambs like, I was uncomfortable mm -hmm. with this fucking movie. Because I think it was because it's very fucking, like, 
washed out color palette, very muted. Yeah, it was very weird. There's no humor. It's very dry, very, dry. very low, very slow burn, and it, like lots think, of dialogue. As a kid, I think something about that fucking made me feel uncomfortable. Absolutely, <laughs> this movie really creeped me out as a kid. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I will never be able to consider that a comfort movie, and it's not because I don't like it. It's because I've documented before that there were two movies I was not allowed to watch as a kid. Silence of the Lambs and The Exorcist. Now, I'm watching Friday the 13th movies with fucking TNA all over the place, heads being chopped off, but it was a known thing I was not allowed to watch Silence of the fucking Lambs for some reason and The Exorcist. So I didn't see either of those until I was well into my teens. Probably 17, 18, and I seen them for the first time, but then after that it just kind of like... You're expecting, and you're not fully appreciating film at that time. You're wanting to see blood and guts, and it's just like all dialogue. But now, I love the movie, and I, when I had cable, it would come on IFC all the time. And when it was on, I did I put the fucking remote down. Like, we're watching Silence of the Lambs today. Even with commercials, it's a four-hour gig. I'm here. We're doing it. Like Yeah. But just the fact that I wasn't allowed to watch that movie when I was a fucking kid for some reason... I'm always thinking, what the fuck is in this movie? I'm not allowed to watch it. Well, Faces of Death was another one I wasn't allowed to watch. I think that was for everybody, but yeah, I yeah, feel I feel the, every anybody parents who knew about Faces of Death, you weren't allowed to watch like Faces of Death. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch Silence of the Lambs or the fucking Exorcist. Now, when I seen The Exorcist the first time, blew my fucking doors off, and that's one of my all time favorites. My mom never had an issue, and my my dad never had an issue with me watching The Exorcist. But I remember I came home with one of those like serial killer shirts from T shirt place, and it was fucking uh, Reagan is possessed, and it just said uh, possessed on it. And my mom was like, "Can you please return that shirt yeah. and buy something else? Buy anything else? Can you not have that shirt?" <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Dude, well, you got to think though. Our parents' generation was fucking shook by that movie. Yeah. I remember I remember just hearing friends of uh, adults just talking about like theater smelling like vomit and just how it was just fucking this thing that like the exorcist is bad, never watch it. Like fucking, you know what I mean? It's like whatever. Dude, I remember my parents bought me a Clockwork Orange like special edition DVD, which honestly I still have. It came with like a fucking um cell. Like a film cell. Oh, really? And uh, sitting on the table, it was like right after Christmas or my birthday, I can't remember what it was for, but my uh, parents' friend came over and my dad was like, hey, do you remember this movie? And he just held it up and his friend just starts laughing. He's like, oh man, I haven't thought of that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, well, Silence of the Lambs would definitely be, uh, that makes sense. That's a Sunday afternoon, like you're not getting out of your fucking, yeah, like you're coming, your lounge clothes. Yeah, you're you're building up a list of movies that you're just gonna watch and not leave your couch. Yeah, and they're usually a two hour, two and a half hour bag. You got your Goodfellas, you got your <laughs> fuck yeah. You know what I mean? You got your like big, like long movies and shit. Yeah, Science of the Lambs is a fucking great film, but I didn't see it till way later, so I can't consider it a comfort film. But the next one I hit you with, and I promise I'll get into some comedies, might be one of the all time comfort films for me. Batman eighty nine. Nice. Nice. Batman 89 is, as you would say, a fucking warm blanket. 
That is one of the fucking coolest movies of all time. Yeah. Still has my favorite Joker. Still has my favorite Batman. Dude, the I'm... Prince fucking soundtrack yeah. is amazing. And the movie fucking scared me when I was a kid. It really did, man. It was a scary fucking movie for me, but cool at the same time. Dude, that movie's gold. All, both of the Tim Burton Batmans are amazing. They're both, I feel, and I'm not like a fucking uh, a superhero movie person. Yeah. So I think that kind of skews maybe my opinion. But I feel those two are the best Batman movies. I do too. I hail them more than like any of the Bale Batman, all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 I like tuned out around the when Robin came in. Oh, fucking... Uh, Maybe ba- forever. Was it Batman and Robin? Yeah. Well, there's Batman and Robin with... Um, um, Chris O'Donnell. Well, Chris O'Donnell was Robin. Fucking, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his well, name? Well, there was like fucking the from, from Dust Till Dawn. That guy. Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney was Batman. O'Donnell was Robin. Yes. That was Batman and Robin. But then, like, Forever was after that? Forever was Kilmer as Batman. Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. Riddler. Riddler was uh, Jim Carrey. Okay. Mr. Freeze was in one of them. See, Batman I, and Robin was Mr. F- Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, and then what's her name is Poison Ivy. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman's Poison See, Ivy. they all melt together after Returns, because those two were fucking Batman to me. And hey, I, tip of the cap to the fucking Dark Knight, evil fucking Joker. Um, Heath Ledger? Absolutely. And then the, the last one, the Joker movie. That was like honestly, tip I haven't had cap. any desire to watch a lot of those. I still want to watch Joker. You, I have it, not seen it. Heavy Taxi Driver vibe. That's what it, when, even if, yeah, when it was first coming out, people were like, this is fucking Taxi Driver. I have no complaints whatsoever with that movie. Whatsoever. Loved it. But fucking Jack Nicholson is my Joker. I've argued with people to no end about it. The biggest complaint I hear against that is there's nothing special about it. Jack Nicholson plays Jack Nicholson in every fucking movie. Well, he made a hell of a Joker. He was menacing in that fucking movie. I thought he was. Like, I get what they're saying. Like, Jack Nicholson is pretty much the same fucking character with slight adjustments in every movie he's in. Yeah, I mean, it's him, but... But, yeah, his Joker's fucking gold. But his Joker's like, there's... There was, like, stages of Joker in each movie that Joker's in. His Joker was straight up the, like, gangster Joker. Like, the old school, like, gangster Yeah. Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Tommy Gun era fucking... Yeah. Yeah, like, OG fucking... uh yeah, but I mean, dude, when 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 you're so good at what you do that something as simple as somebody throwing a vase of water in your face, That's and crazy. all it does is melt your makeup, and you're seriously like, she just fucking wrecked. His face is melting off, and then he just starts laughing. And then the nose of the boo. He's like, ah, boo. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Okay. Dude, the fucking, no, the scene after he gets dropped in the fucking chemicals and the doctor's doing his shit and he's in that fucking like dank fucking dungeon of a fucking fucking thing. Yeah. And gets handed the mirror and just like busts it and like stumbles off and the fucking light bulb swinging. Just that, the image of that is amazing. When the chick takes the fucking mask off. That movie's fucking menacing, dude. Like, but it's still a warm fucking blanket for me, man. It's like, that's always going to be the cool. Yeah, that movie's fucking If not just solid, for the Taco dude. Bell fucking, uh, 
The Batmobile went through the drive-thru at Taco Bell. It's like, get drive-thru, get drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking, that's pure fire, dude. I'll get drive-thru. <laughs> Alfred was killer. Passed the salt. What was that? Okay, your turn, dude. <laughs> I've eaten in here. I, you know what? I don't think I've ever been in this I've never been in this <laughs> Fucking amazing, dude. Uh, all right. Um, okay, this is one. Because there's a couple on this list I've actually watched more than a few times by a bunch in the past month. And this is one of them. Blue Velvet. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would... Uh, it's up there. This movie's fucking amazing. I've watched it probably six to eight times in the past month. Yeah. You still got that sweet ass shirt too. You've had for like eight years. Yeah, nine years. Yeah. Well, you like know her, how I her, feel about stra- like her uh, laying on the fucking pool table. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh, so I'll go on record to say that I have no Lynch films on here as being comfort films, but I do have a David Lynch prayer candle, and I hail him as one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Always have, always will. Blue Velvet is one of Jared's fucking most go-to movies, especially recently. But even back then, it was like, that was the one you mentioned the most. I go in waves with a lot of my stuff. Um, so, like, if it's like with this, I, I watch it once, and now, click, now it, like, clicks. Yeah. And now I just put in heavy rotation. <laughs> That's the Lynch... So, so, and then I'll move so on to never, something else. So never watch Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's yeah. No, because that, that shit. I follow Meme Holland drives. Like you'll send me some every once in a while. Oh man, it's all like, and, and you still haven't seen Inland Empire. Mm-hmm. And at one point, because of how much you love Blue Velvet, I'm like, man, that might not be his favorite movie after he sees Inland Empire. But I'm at the point now to where I don't think anything's going to trump Blue Velvet. And you still haven't seen Wild at Heart, man. Nope. Oh I see. I, I kind of kicked myself. What was it last week? Uh, Howl Theater, because they just released the fucking uh, was it the anniversary edition, the anniversary of uh, Inland Empire. Yeah, it was O uh, two or what year? I can't mid, remember. Mid two thousand. Yeah, I think it was anniversary. They did like a run of it, and Howell got it. Howell Theater, and they did like for like a week. They had screenings. I'm like, oh. dude, I'll fucking. I was like, I'll drive out after work catch one i never fucking did yeah it's uh in the empires of is is pretty much along the lines of uh as structure wise as, as mulholland drive i've watched like interviews and stuff with him about it and how he talked about how he seriously he had like a camera and he filmed just like scenes mm-hmm. and then from that he's decided like oh well i'll just write a movie based around using this camera and like and it's, it was basically like him having that camera is the reason why he made fucking Inland Empire. Yeah, and it's weird, but somehow it ties together, but it, but it doesn't. See, like, there's a tie together with Mulholland Drive. Inland Empire's just all over the fucking place, man, as far as, like, plot-wise or story-wise. There's a meaning there, but, like, it's just spots. There's just happenings. And somehow they try to make sense of whatever the fuck it is, but it's like... David Lynch, man. I mean, what the fuck are you gonna do? But to me, it's it's up there as one of my favorites. I know it's like his one of his newest, yeah, whatever. But man, God, I love that guy. And he, 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 Far Cry from Wild at Heart and Blue Velvet and The Empire is on a whole different. 
he's pushing the envelope with his whatever the fuck he's doing. But yeah, so uh, Blue Velvet though, yeah, that's a pretty intimate film for anyone. I mean, I, it could be extremely offensive to some people and just considered a work of art to others. It's just like I'm in that latter category. To me, I don't. There's nothing. I don't see anything offensive about that movie. No, but, but you can see how some. People I can would. see how people can if they're if they just like are a casual cinema goer. Like, yeah, they're gonna find a, a lot of offensive shit in that fucking movie. Yeah, I don't see anything. Yeah, no, I get it. Like I, the, the the amount of people who passed up playing Frank because they're like, I can't play a character like that. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, he's just for the most part, he's just a stereotypical fucking bad guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he clearly goes overboard with some stuff, but it's like, take a movie with a fucking like piece of shit bad guy, and what's how's it any different? Yeah, I think I think it's just the weirdness of it. Well, but yeah. then, but then you're know, getting into Lost Highway and shit, and talk about weirdness. <laughs> hang up with me. <laughs> what the fuck? Excellent though, dude. Uh, dude the the oh, I think about this a lot. Every time I watch a movie, I think about it. I try. And I wish somebody I could probably do it, but I'm lazy. Would make a dub of it. Initially, Lynch had him huffing helium. In the original script, he was supposed to be huffing helium. And uh, Dennis Hopper Hopper was like, "That's no, no, like have him huff." I can't remember the name of it, but he was like, "That was what people were huffing in the fucking seventies." They were like, "Have him huff that; it's more realistic." And that's why I switched to him just huffing a normal gas. But now, next time you watch that movie, every time he huffs something, picture him in a high-pitched helium voice with everything he says after that. Because it makes more sense the way it is, but it would be Lynch as fuck if they said everything else with a high-pitched voice, like after he sucks in. Yeah, well, they like did a helium that with fucking uh, voice. Frogman in uh, Wild at Heart. Yeah, you told me about that. That's total fucking helium voice, mm-hmm. and it makes no fucking sense. And they're sitting at the fucking bar, and he's just. <laughs> it's like what and that why what the fuck was that and you're like alright yeah so picture that fucking scene like this the, the fucking like sexual assault rape scene oh yeah yeah with but, a high pitched voice with, like with the helium yeah, daddy no. wants to fuck that, that would be too that's too much <laughs> or he's in the car he's like ooh what are those yeah no 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 <laughs> I don't even want anyone. I don't even want a fan-made video of that shit. Man. I want stuff for fucking three weeks, man. That's fucked up, dude. I want somebody to take. Like, I'm all, just. I want somebody to take all the scenes where he's huffing the gas and then pitch shift to like a higher pitch voice after he's huffed the gas. I'm just thinking of those scenes with Frogman's voice from Wild. I can't. I'm not going to deal with that, dude. Don't subject me to that shit. That's crazy. Fucking out of this fucking world, shit, man. So yeah, Blue Velvet, absolutely. If it's not on my list, but if I was to choose a Lynch film that would be considered a comfort film, it would be Mulholland Drive. I, I yeah. fell asleep to it so many times just because it's a good movie to fall asleep to. But the Silencia scene, the opera scene, yeah. woke me up every time, and I'd be like sweating and shit. Like it fucks me up, so I had to stop. I had to stop with that shit. I actually put it on. I was going to put on Blue Velvet again. And I was like, yeah, I'll put it on Holland Drive. Yeah. I was talking to Christy, and I'm like, I almost put on fucking Blue Velvet again. Decided to switch it up and put on Holland Drive. Yeah. 
Mulholland Drive would be my comfort movie. If I was to choose one, that, that's a Lynch movie for sure. Um, okay, so we're going to go comedy. And this might as well be chicken and dumplings. As far as comfort goes. Fucking planes, trains, and automobiles, dude. I knew this one would be on your list. It, yeah, it's going to be on fucking many lists, but comfort movies for sure. For sure. It's, uh, it's, it's the perfect fucking comfort movie for me, man. That movie's fucking solid. Watch it every year. Every year, that's my Thanksgiving movie. And sometimes throughout the year, depending, but yeah. It pretty pretty good shit. Uh and there's I, I don't really have to go into depth. Everyone's seen it, everyone knows, but like yeah. <laughs> the fucking, when they get pulled over in the fucking cars after the car was burnt out. <laughs> that whole fucking exchange like John Cannon. <laughs> you have any idea how fast you were going? Well, I'm guessing you would have a better idea considering uh, our speedometer's melted. Like <laughs> Yeah, funny as it seems, the radio <laughs> clears the bell. Clears a bell, yeah. <laughs> See what the fucking griddle marks on the book. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good. And then you get your tearjerker moment at the end. Classic John Hughes. Always got to sneak in that. Hit the feels at the end. Or the speech where he gives in the hotel room to Steve Martin. He's like, I'm an easy target. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, that would be mine. That's a solid one, man. Yep. Uh, all right. So this is one. Um, when I think of like, just relaxing on the couch, maybe just laying on the couch in a blanket, all the lights off at night, just really chill, relaxing, watch a horror movie. Evil Dead. The first one. Absolutely. I know you're like more second one. I'm always first one over them all. This is like total comfort. Like, just a very relaxing, like, sit on the couch, fucking all the lights are off, fucking popcorn. Oh, have yeah. a fucking, That's like, the quintessential just movie for that. Sucked into a horror movie, Evil Dead. Yeah, if when I think, like, uh, not so much comfort movies, but, like, lights off Saturday night popcorn kind of, like, horror film destination television stuff, like, Evil Dead would fit that template very well. Like, it's a good... It's, that's a horror movie. It's kind of for me like along the lines of like a Night of the Living Dead or like a absolutely. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you th- when you think like old school turning the lights off to watch a horror movie with snacks and shit like Evil Dead would be that movie. I get it. I like the second one more, but I don't think it has a more a classic feel like the first one does. The first one yeah. has that classic feel to it. That makes sense, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I do that multiple times a year. Yeah, that's a good movie for it. I can turn off all the lights, put on Evil Dead, and just hang out until I go to bed. Yeah, that's uh, that makes sense, man. Yeah, that first Evil Dead. So along those lines, it, it most definitely a comfort movie for me. Always has been, always will be. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I can see that, and that goes on more. It fits into the comfort category as far as I know that if I really can't fucking decide what to watch, that goes in more times than not there's like a handful of tapes that i just watch more times than not because i don't know what to put in i don't know what i'm in the mood for it's not really a slasher it's not a creature feat it's not it's just the texas chainsaw massacre and just the look and feel of it 
It's classic, man. It never, it's never going to get old. The only reason I can't put that on to fall asleep, unless I put like the timer on my TV, is like too much screaming. Halfway through the movie, it's nothing but chainsaws and screaming. Oh yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> like, fall, I, I never, am waking up like, what the fuck's going on? Oh no, you can't fall asleep to it. I can't. Like, uh, you know how many times I've tried to fall asleep to nightmares in a damaged brain? Yeah, dude. The, the level of volume, no matter where it's at, is here. When he screams, it crackles my speakers. And I'm like, it pisses me <laughs> off to the point to where I'm trying to throw the remote at the TV. I feel like fucking uh, Phil Connors in Groundhog Day. I just want to smash the fucking alarm. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's just like the most blood-curdling screaming. It's like, fuck, no. Texas Chainsaw is a comfort movie. Or I don't know what to watch. I'm reaching for this. It's fail safe. Yeah. That's. I got like the comfort movies you can fall asleep to. And then there's movies there's no fucking way you can fall asleep to. There's no fucking way. Dude, I. The time we got to see that in a theater was fucking solid gold, man. Oh. That was like a, was a solid night all around. Absolutely. And then we ended up in that theater and it was all people. I'm gonna say 80% of the people did not see had didn't see the movie before then. No, not that one. So they were they fucking, knew of Leatherface. Yeah, they're all laughing ones. it up, fucking making jokes, yada yada yada, until fucking Mini Sledges the dude and like slides the door shut, and all of a sudden there was you could, you hear, could a hear a pin, pin drop. Yeah, absolutely. The rest of the movie. Oh yeah. And it's like fucking thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Only one other time that happened to us. We went to House uh, of the Devil. Well, well, no that. Fuck, jump scared me. Well, that quieted the whole theater there, too. It did, it did. But the whole um, shtick of doing the Fright Night double feature was laser pens, welcome, beach balls, talk during the movie, throw popcorn at each other, alcohol being served. Yeah. We went to so many of those. The one movie that nobody said shit was Night of the Living Dead 90. Oh, yeah, you're right. People fucking sat. At the beginning, people were heckling and saying some shit. After about 15 minutes into the movie... Not you could you no one said fucking nothing until the movie was done. So I don't know if they never seen it before or they just had enough respect to shut the fuck up because we're watching Cinema Gold, man. Well, I know what happened with House of the Devil because I don't think anybody there saw it besides probably the people who decided to air it. I didn't. And as soon as the fucking uh, her friend got blasted oh, in the head, God, which dude. was a fucking like out of nowhere fucking moment, split second thing, dude. Just the whole fucking theater went silent. Dude, there might still be a stain in that seat. <laughs> my fucking soul left my body, dude. I just remember because we, we didn't know what movies were playing till you get in there because they yeah. they they tell you that they're public domain in the paper, so they don't have. And to I wasn't them. on the text list yet. Right, correct. I didn't know about the text list yet, so we were like, we don't know what the we fuck don't know. Playing. And then when they fucking when the title screen hit, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. And I'm like, what, dude? Like, How's the fucking devil? I'm like, and then halfway through, I'm like, what year did this come out? Like, I don't know, like... 05, something like that? 06 or 07? <laughs> like, get... 86, 87, right? No, it was filmed to look like that. I'll tell you about it later. It's a high west... About 25 minutes later, BAM! I was fucking... What the fuck, dude? My fucking soul left my body, dude. <laughs> Good fucking God. So movies don't scare me like that, dude. It fucking scared me. I didn't see it coming at all. And not only that, I was a fan of that movie since. Love that fucking movie. And when we came up with the idea of doing this comfort movie, I thought for sure that would be on your fucking list, man. 
House of the Devil to me would be your comfort movie, man. It is. You, it's got to be on your list. It has to be, dude. That's your gig, man. That's like your shit. I put that on regularly, just I to put on. Absolutely. And how many times do I have to hear the same fucking? I can't believe Ty West hasn't gone. Like, I thought I had such high hopes. Innkeepers was cool. Well, he just the- came back. He just came back with X, which I haven't seen yet. I missed it in the theater because I'm just a lazy piece of shit. And I it's didn't go. Hard didn't go. I was supposed to go. Right? I was supposed to go with like Kirby and Emma. Okay. And that got like set up tw- two different times. She was like, "Yeah, let's go tomorrow." And I'm like, "Let's go." Never happened. And yeah. I, after one of the shows, we were at Austin's house, and she's like, "What do you do Monday? We're gonna go." And I'm like, "Hit me up. We'll go." <laughs> Fucking never happened. Yeah. So now I'm just waiting for it to. I mean, I could run it for twenty dollars. Fuck off. I refuse. Yeah. So I'm just gonna wait for it to either get released on a Blu-ray or actually be streaming and I'll fucking check it out yeah it will eventually like I heard mixed reviews I mean a lot of people say it's fucking awesome then I heard a few people say like it's fucking garbage hmm. but I mean I'm glad he it was like years ago he made a fucking he was in an interview saying he didn't want to be known as a horror director and then he didn't really do he did like a western and then he did a bunch of like uh, episodes of TV shows I remember yeah well the innkeepers I know was that was like right after House of the Devil House of the yeah Devil. yeah yeah but he, he, like, didn't want to paint himself into a corner yeah. that he couldn't paint himself out of, I guess. Yeah, like, I think but with, like, a lot of the directors. establish yourself yeah. into something with multiple films before you do that. I mean, when you make a movie like House of the Devil, you kind of want to stick with... Oh, well, shit, he did, he did, the before House of the Devil, he did Roost. Uh, there was House of the Devil. There was uh, Cabin Fever 2, which he just disowns. Yeah. Because he says, like, the, the studio fucking chopped it all up and yeah. he's like it's not even my fucking movie Innkeepers hmm? am I is that the one where they had like the prom or something yeah. that contaminated the water yeah. she, okay I think I remember seeing that years ago because I did we've talked about I, the first cabin fever I like still to this day I'll fucking the first wrong turn the first cabin fever cool I don't fuck with the sequels I tried to give all of them a chance and I just remember Cabin Fever going way off the rails where people are drinking out of the water faucets at the high school and they're like ah! I'm like okay dude I didn't know that was Ty West though. That's crazy. Yeah, he did that, and then uh, let's see Innkeepers, um, the Sacrament, which is like his found footage, kind of fucking. Um, Forgot about the Sacrament. Yeah. Uh, what's his name's fucking like? Uh, who was that fucking? They all drink the Kool Aid. Who was that fucking? Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Yeah, it was kind of like Jim Jones, ish, but it's like found footage. You kind of know my feeling about those movies. Um, it wasn't horrible, but it's like I don't care about those fucking movies. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after that, like, he did. Uh, I might be missing one, but I think he just did um, his, the Western. I can't remember the name of. And then he had an interview where he said he didn't want to be like known as a horror director. Yeah. But then he did like no movies after that. Mm-hmm. Did like just TV episodes of TV shows. And then he came out with he just came out with that X movie, which everybody's like, oh fucking Ty West is back. And I'm like, oh he must have fucking. Didn't he make a cameo in your next? He did. He was in your next. Because that were, they're all those dudes are all friends. Yeah, yeah. Which excellent movie, by the way. That was one of those things. Like you see that with. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, um, where, like directors and, like work with the same cast of people. Oh yeah, for sure. That's kind of like, th- that friendship of fucking like Ty West and like all those dudes like your next guys. They were all fucking friends, so they kind of like go in and out of each other's fucking movies. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Kind of, I, I, I miss that aspect. 
Lynch like, did I, that. I don't see. Yeah, Lynch did that. Lynch a lot. did that. Uh, fucking uh, obviously, Rob Zombie does that. I mean, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Lynch had like. I, I, there was a time where it's like I didn't feel right if Laura Dern wasn't in a Lynch film. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or my man from Blue Velvet and Twin Peaks and hey, I blanked on his fucking name. Kyle. Yeah. McLaughlin. McLaughlin or, or something. Like yeah, that, I think what it was. Yeah. I always fucking butcher his name, but yeah, he's. And then uh, my man that was in basically all of them. Uh, whatever the fuck his uh, I, I should be the dad from Pretty Cruci- Peak yeah crucified for I can't remember his, his name. name but he was all about them. yeah he was the uh, the cop and Christine and shit yeah but yeah that makes sense but House of the Devil I knew for a fact would be one of yours so I'm I'm thinking that we're gonna do a part two of this at some time down the road because. I, I know that I can name off a fucking thousand more. I got about... Okay, I'm just going off my list. Let's do yours. Maybe I'll do one more. I got six more. Okay, let's do it. So, I got six, you got six. Let's do it. Uh, Well, you're up next. Yeah, because... Well, House of the Devil was yours, right? Well, I mean, I guess that... I named it for it. you. <laughs> but that is one of yours. It's definitely one of yours. Yeah. Um... So comfort movie for sure, one hundred percent maximum overdrive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that uh, soothing ACDC soundtrack, all the bangers on it. <laughs> no, I, I uh, that that movie like has a staple in my childhood, I guess. That actually, yeah. And uh, I remember getting a, a VHS copy of it that ended up just being unwatchable at one point because it was one of those re-release fucking. So I saw it after the OG one that says featuring. ACDC, you know, with Emilio on the front with the shotgun and like, I don't know, every time I put it on, it's just fucking, that, that's it for me. And, and I'm telling you, there's another movie that I'm thinking of right now that that's, I'm going to name it at a later time, but it's your turn. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good one. All right. Um, I'm keeping in the horror realm with this one. Pieces. Ooh, it's like my favorite movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. I just watched that yesterday. I did too. Excellent. Two days ago, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that might be the perfect fucking film. It's solid. It's like the perfect film. It's like you got your Jalo, you got your slasher, you got your fucking one-liners in like your uh, detective movies. You got like cheese. You got all. You got everything. The Who Done It, Murder Mystery. Perfect fucking movie, man. Perfect fucking movie. Scores fucking great. Absolutely. Linda Day George. Christopher George, excellent movie. Yeah. yeah. Everything about it is fucking just solid fun gold. Yeah, I watched that movie more times than I'd like to admit, for sure. So uh, we've covered pieces so many times on so many different episodes. <laughs> it's probably a lot. I'll hit dude. you with one that should be on your list, probably is on your list, but it goes without saying that The Breakfast Club has to be. Ooh, I didn't think about that one, <laughs> the, but it 100% is. The Breakfast Club has to be. I've watched that. Oh, my God. There was a time when I was fucking late teens, early 20s, mm-hmm. where I would every single night go to bed watching Breakfast Club. Yeah. I own like five different copies of it, including the porn parody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> 
watch that's the, honestly that has been the only porn film i've actually watched the entire thing through because i wanted to hear the dialogue like how did you parody the movie yeah yeah it's pretty fucking funny because they took actual scenes and dialogue from the movie and just made it way more over the top like <laughs> sleazy as fuck dude. i've seen a monsters one like years ago that was just fucking ridiculous everyone was green and shit and fucking like very weird man but yeah that's fucking you're a true fan if you have the parody the porn parody absolutely but yeah the breakfast club dude front to back absolutely yeah that's a comfort movie dude for sure did you see the the meme floating around where it labels every member as a, every cast member as a city in Downriver. Yeah, I actually seen that a long time ago. Someone posted it, and then it's resurfacing again. I think the one I saw a while ago had the cities different. Could have been. Because this one makes way more sense than I remember the other one making. Yeah, yeah. As much as I don't want to admit, like, yeah, Bender is Taylor. Bender. <laughs> We're that Bender. Make, I'm like, that, that makes sense as much as I hate to admit it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's... But everyone else was solid, like... Nailed it 100%. My like, oh, God, absolutely. this makes way too much fucking sense. The fucking jock was Riverview. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. The Pirates, they love their football team there. I went to high school there, and yeah, those people suck. Yeah. No, they're, they're really big into sports. Like, that, that, whole area, area. that whole area is all sports, man. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I've seen that, and it's like, yeah, where's the line? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it. I looked like, at it for yeah. like, seriously, like, Two minutes straight, just like, God damn it, this makes way too much fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Breakfast Club for sure, man. You can't go wrong with it. Okay. What you uh, got? This is, okay, I said I had two movies on my list that I've watched a dumb amount of times in the past month. This is the next one. Zodiac. Zodiac. How many times have you watched Zodiac in the past three weeks? <sighs> Double digits? Two, uh, three, four. Not quite, I don't think. Close. I think we're at about eight. Eight. And that's like a three-hour-long movie. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That's uh, it's a hell of a commitment. There's like not much that goes on in this movie. A lot of talking. A lot of like whatever. Like, well, I'm, I guess you could say police procedural. Yeah. And then like mystery solving. But there's something about this fucking movie. It's just like I love it. And the only other person I've seen mention how much they like this movie is Nate from Secret Lair. Okay. He, he loves this movie as well. And I'm like, fucking somebody else. Thank you. Like, yeah, there's not much that happens in this fucking film, but it's an amazing fucking film. Yeah. Uh, and it fits in there with... It's low-key. There's not a lot of, like, yelling, fucking high action, high anything. So everything's pretty fucking, like low and it's like you can go to sleep to it it's a fucking on the couch hung over it's it, it kind of fits many facets of a comfort movie absolutely yeah yeah that makes sense and i'm for the past month it's been playing on pluto <laughs> yeah it's on pluto now yeah yeah well because like pluto i go through my times where i'm just that lazy like I come home from work or something I just flip Pluto on and just let it stream wherever it's at and sometimes the channel just nail it I'll be like uh, okay we got Lionheart we got Missing in Action 2 and American Ninja I'm like I have nothing going on for the next six hours I'm like Pluto action or a few fucking, months back uh, dude they had like all the Friday 13th I remember that and yeah. it was like one channel 
it, it would jump stagger. from it would jump from channel to channel, it but it'd be stagger. like yeah. two, three, four, five, six. Then like the next channel the next day would be like two, three, four, five, six. Like yeah. fuck it, yeah, I could watch this marathon over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Even when you're just like background noise and shit, it's just like on, dude. I remember that. That was really cool. But they got the one, uh, the Flicks of Fury. I, you know, you know how I am about old kung fu movies. I put that on. Sometimes I get like a really cool, like, you know, one of those old Shaolin fucking seventies yeah. ones, or like sometimes I'll play a Bruce Lee or something. Dude, I had an ex girlfriend who would be like, I'd be looking for something to watch, and I'm like, dude, it's like no service. It's not on anything. She'd be like, you have it on a shelf, right next to you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that means I gotta fucking get up and put it in. Yeah, fuck some. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm starting to become that person I never wanted to be. Like, I have the physical media, but if I can find it streaming, yeah, like, I mean, I'll just fucking like, watch you it. You have to walk upstairs to get. I gotta go upstairs and then I end up in my room. Then I gotta find it. Yeah, and then well, I gotta come back downstairs. Like, it's just a whole fucking ordeal. To people that don't call me on the horn. Yeah, no, people that don't know. I wouldn't want the responsibility of digging out a movie in fucking Jared's room. Fuck that. If you've ever seen his room, find it streaming. Because it's like, even if you have some kind of a system up there, which I'm sure you have something, you can get a general idea of where most of your shit's DVDs at. DVDs and Blu-rays are al- alphabetized. Okay. 95%. I've ran out of shelf space, so I kind of put stuff on top of things. They should be roughly above the letter they should be in. Yeah, I mean, you can get an idea. VHS are not alphabetized at all. Some of them are with the, the company that released them. Some of them are just randomly on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's something I don't... If it's something I just have on VHS, it may take a while. Yeah. If it's something I know it's like I don't got the VHS, but I got it on DVD, I could probably find it pretty quick. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's like, what, three to four walls of movies oh yeah oh man even back in the day just going through your dvds when they were on the floor stacks before i got shelves oh my god that was a fucking but the cool thing was it was all just completely like you would see something that you didn't even think that you would want to watch and you're like oh fuck okay and then once you went up there for initially don't even matter anymore because now you're like fucking the dead next door absolutely but yeah i'm gonna go pull out a stack of movies for you to borrow come back down like 45 minutes later yeah it's craziness man I, like kinda, here I found these five yeah but uh okay so I'm saving a, a very obvious one for last what do we got four left yes okay so I would say as far as uh I would say as far as comfort movie, for multiple reasons, should be very obvious. Cobra. Yeah. uh, Would be up there. And that happens to be a staple for me and for you and I. Mm -hmm. Always has been. We're huge fans of Cobra, and we are still hunting for that work print <laughs> dude i do it quite often i hit people up about it i've not found it jared's went into some really sketchy forums <laughs> like, a lot of misspelling <laughs> no you you've like asked just like in random groups like dude listen if anyone can get their hands on this work print i've been in like work print groups where people are like fuck yeah dad. i'm like cobra the Cobra work print, like yeah, crickets. Nobody has it. Nobody fucking says anything. I've been, but there's certain groups I can't get into because you have to 
have stuff to upload and share right to be able to get in the group well I don't have any because that's the only fucking work print I care about yeah so I'm like dude just Cobra work print man come on yeah yeah you were telling me about like what you had heard was different about the work print and I definitely interested it's like some morgue scenes yeah fucking... some, like a lot more uh, horror it's more like cop the... yeah thriller Kind of almost a slasher. More gore, more, blood, yeah, More guts, kills. More, yeah. More gore. <clears throat> yeah, fucking excellent. Just, okay, so as far as comfort, that first fucking ten minutes of that movie, and I'm talking with the gun and, like, him reading off the statistics. Everything in the supermarket. <sighs> well, yeah, but in the beginning when they flash his gun and he's like, every. 12 minutes yeah like when that movie started I just that, and then you just hear you see the bullet come out and then you hear the motorcycle it's like dude life is good man the beginning of that movie like I'm I don't know like I'm sure other people are this way you might be this way sounds oh yeah like stick with me and they're fucking there's something about certain sounds that are just like oh they're great and Cobra is a lot of it with me mm-hmm. like the fucking when he fucking uh, he shoots the big fucking slushy thing, and you hear the shell hit the ground. Yeah, something about that. When he fucking cracks the fucking uh, cores, and then it hits the ground. Dude, there's something about all the sounds that happen in that grocery store. That sound design is fucking money, dude. Yeah, those. I don't know if it's because I've it just it. I I watched it at the right time as a kid. That those those sounds just are ingrained in my head. But hearing those like hearing those sounds, it's like it. It's home with me, and I'm like, oh my god. Okay, really quick, can I explain to you why that is? You might not know. Let's do it. Golan and Globus. It's their it's their way of doing things. Hear me out. You're not very hip on a lot of the movies they put out because the majority of them were either Chuck Norris movies. Most of them were action movies. Yeah, that was what made their movies like Showdown in Little Tokyo, or like movies like that. That were the darker action movies. Mm-hmm. Go back and like watch any of those old Golan and Globus fucking releases from the mid to late '80s. Oh my god, that's what it was like. Okay, when when he tells the kid he's free to go, there's no sound. It's complete silence until the shot. It's slow mo. You even get every facet of the fucking Christmas tree and every ornament hitting like. Mm-hmm. The sound is a huge part of, and then the uh, the set pieces as well in those movies. And Cobra fucking nails it because it's not one of the many Chuck Norris movies that they put out, or because they they hung their hat on Invasion USA yeah. missing in action a lot. A lot of those came yeah, out, you did. know, right? And then they started dipping into the Chuck Bronson shit. I love all of it, but I mean, it's a very, uh, you know, specific taste. But it's not for everybody. I get it. Yeah, but Cobra. Absolutely. You get the best of all the Golan and Globus and Cobra, man. So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Cobra is a comfort movie fucking always, dude. Come on, man. Uh, dude, absolutely. Oh, God. I got about three more left in me. I got about four more left to say. All right. Do it up. Uh, Beetlejuice. Fuck. Absolutely, man. I just turn that on sometimes just to fucking turn it on. Uh, why? <laughs> As you should. The coolest thing is the Pixies are in that movie. Yeah. Have you seen that floating around? 
Mm-mm. It's the cast with fucking. Uh, oh Ufo. no! Yeah, I did see that picture. <laughs> my yeah, yeah. Pixies. <laughs> pixies. It's like, dude. Excellent. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Beetlejuice is definitely uh, is definitely got to be there, and it never crossed my mind. But yeah, there's a. Uh, you can't go wrong with Beetlejuice. It's a feel-good movie. And that movie's fucking amazing, dude. A lot of Tim Burton stuff outside of Batman and Beetlejuice was a bit much for me. He's got a very uh, vivid imagination. Couldn't like I understand why people hold Nightmare for Christmas. Christmas up here and some of the other stuff that he's done. Uh, my cutoff is like Edward Scissorhands. The classics never die. Yeah. So you got to, you got your Beetlejuice, your Edward Scissorhands, your Batmans. I'm cool with that small window there. But he he went off the fucking rails at some point, <laughs> and that's cool. I'm, Lynch did too. I mean, watch fucking the Elephant Man, and then watch Inland Empire. We're fucking worlds apart here, right? That's just a good mind. But like, I my Tim Burton is like right in that wheelhouse, and Beetlejuice is like perfect. Yeah, and Keaton, come on, man, another yeah. reoccurring. He used Keaton for Beetlejuice and Batman. Mm-hmm. That. Keaton said, gets, Be- Keaton get, said Beetlejuice was one of his favorite fucking roles to do. He's been trying to get it to come. He's, it keeps being said, like, oh, it's being made. They got sent, and then it disappears. And Keaton's all of a sudden, it's been like, oh, it's coming back. We got everybody. They just said it again, that it's coming back, and they got everybody to sign on for it, and they're going to do it. Well, I mean, I'm not holding my breath that it's ever going to happen. At this point, I'd almost rather it not happen, because yeah. I, I think they're going to be. it's going to be too much of a try-hard movie to capture what... The original was. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, dude, that, that original Beetlejuice though. Fuck. Yeah. It's almost I, yeah, I don't I don't want there to be a fucking a second or a pre or a seat or anything. Like you can't they go in the fucking hell and the dude who got ran over by the bus is hanging. There's no mirrors on this side. <laughs> Feel a little Feel flat. A little flat. <laughs> and then he goes the way he goes through the wall with that suction sound. <laughs> <laughs> and then here uh, here in uh, Michigan, uh, around where Jared and I live, there's a house that every Halloween that does the whole Beetlejuice uh, thing. and Even have the couch out front. The couch and the, the whole like, the lounge uh, area, yeah. doctors or whatever the fuck that is. The waiting room. Yeah, with the head shrinker and the whole nine. And fucking everybody's taking a picture on that couch, and they welcome it. But, dude, they go all out. I remember the first time I seen it, I was working in that neighborhood. I'm like... Stop the fucking stop the work van, dude. Drop me off. Come back. And it was pretty cold out that day. It was like a cold October day. And I'm just standing. And I took about 47 pictures with my phone. Like, are these people fucking serious? Who is this, dude? Like, does Tim Burton <laughs> live in Livonia? What are we doing here? Like, no, it's really cool, man. Fucking everyone's taking pictures of that. Like, on the couch and, like, with Gina Davis and Baldwin's character. And, dude... Very cool, dude. The one of my the the more okay as I get older, like what, what's become like my favorite fucking scene of this movie. The more I think about it, which it might have been before, when they first get into the model and meet Beetlejuice, the whole interaction. Oh my god, dude, that is fucking cinema gold. Yeah, because when you see it, all the years we've seen it as kids, because it was all over TV for years and years and years. Yeah. You didn't get half the shit. He could, but it came at you so quick, and it was all like adult dialogue. 
you're just laughing at the fact snakes are coming out of his fucking sandworms and shit, and it's just Beetlejuice. It's very colorful. Blah, it's happening. When you get older, it's like, hey, we even shot the same store. Wait, 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 wait. Because you're like, fuck, hey, dude. Hey, Armando. Dude, come on, dude. He's reaching back oh, and grabbing you to Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Can like, I be scary? <laughs> does a jerk-off motion. Yeah, dude. Very, very fucking absolutely classic, dude. Why would you put that there? I didn't. Yeah. Oh my fucking god! Can I? Hey, Adam. Hey, <laughs> no king. Well, looks like I'm next. Good thing too. There goes Elvis. Shoot the GQ in about him. <laughs> god damn it! Hey, no king. I love that movie. Yeah. The Deo scene, classic. And then the end when she's floating and doing the jump in the line. Get the, if that doesn't stick in your head for six days after you watch that movie. When I was a kid. Okay, I believe you. That scene confused awesome. me as a kid. As a kid, I'm like, is she fucking dead? I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't get the thing that fucking Adam was doing it. Helping yeah. her fucking float and shit. As a kid, I'm like, is she fucking dead? Yeah. She just came from school. Why is she able to leave the house and they're not? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! Beetlejuice was a good pick. I didn't even think about that. God, I watched it so many fucking times. All right, bring it. You got three more. Mm-hmm. So do I. I think one of yours is one of mine, but we'll. I think two of yours are one. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm trying to think of what order I want to do these in. Okay. Seven. That was my next one. Yeah, seven you son of a bitch. Yeah. Seven is, uh, it's up there, man. I don't really fuck with a lot of 90s horror. And this, I don't even know if I consider it a horror film, per se. Maybe. Kind of borderlines a lot of different stuff, but... Oh, boy. Not only is Morgan Freeman possibly my favorite non-horror actor, but probably my favorite actor of all time. This was his best movie. Brad Pitt was not really Brad Pitt yet. Kevin Spacey was a fucking genius. And this movie is gold. Yeah, Seven's fucking amazing. It's fucking gold. And it's uh, shot very dark. It's very, like uh, very dark, grim, rainy New York. It's raining every fucking there's day. Like, yeah, there's pretty much hardly any scenes where it's not raining. Uh, yeah. Um, it... From the from the first time I seen it, I just put it in yesterday. I I can't. It's it's a go to for me. Seven will always be yeah. at the top of my list for any anything. I love that movie. I will always fucking love that movie. Yeah, this movie's fucking stellar. Funny thing is that song that's playing when they go into the sex shop to uh, talk to the guy that made the um, harness. It's nice nail song, isn't it? Gravity kills. Gravity Kills. Some one-off band. They played that song at fucking work on the Spotify random thing because someone asked for like nine inch something like that. You can ask Billy to put in whatever and it'll go into like a random the playlist. Yeah. And then it'll play stuff around whatever. So that song came on one day and I fucking stepped back into fucking 1995. <laughs> I'm like, are they fucking playing this song right now? Like, yeah. So, uh, Dude, you know, I went to, uh, like pretty much Catholic schools my whole fucking life. Yeah, yeah. It's like sixth or seventh grade when that movie came out. And I think it was like a religious teacher was like, 
what'd you guys do this weekend? And my friend was like, oh, I went to the movies. She was like, oh, what'd you see? She was like seven. He was like seven. She was like, oh, you shouldn't be seeing those types of movies. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I went with my big brother. <laughs> oh, the whole family. No, isn't that excellent? Yeah. yeah. That movie's fucking gold. Absolutely. Seven will always be the epitome of a comfort movie for me. There's a lot of my comfort movies um, kind of fit in with this realm of it's very fucking low-key, monotone feel to it. It's not like a lot of sporadic up and down shit. It's like pretty much like has the same. And that's this movie. Oh, yeah. It's very all fucking like just low-key just depressing just that's this whole feel for this fucking movie and I love it me too I fall asleep to it all the time I wish 8mm could have been made how it was supposed to be made because it would basically be another 7 yeah I could see it being like that too because you can almost see where it would it could be that it got polished up too much and became what it is which it's not a horrible movie but it's nothing what it could have been no it could have. It should have. It should. It should be another seven, just with a different fucking feel, more like a snuff film fucking vibe. Like, dude, can you take seven and make oh. it like snuff film related? Yeah, that's. Well, fuck. eight millimeters should be amazing, and it's not. It's just. It's just okay. Yeah. Still okay though. Yeah, still okay. It's still okay. It's not horrible. Like I watch it, but I'm like, I hated reading about it. Because I'm like, dude, this movie actually should have been just like Seven. That was the intention. It was going to be like the same fucking feel as Seven. Yeah. And the studio kept fucking like wanting to get changes and rewrites and blah, 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 blah. And then became what it was. Which is like, it's all right. It's a good movie. But like, man, what it could have been. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So now I only got two left because you said Seven. From Hell. Johnny Depp. Really? I love that movie. There's something about it. I like the whole fucking, like, it's got this creepy aspect, the whole, like, 1800s. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in quite a while, but I remember it being really good. I had a burn burn DVD someone gave me. Yeah. I really It was about Jack the Ripper, dude. I'm like, all right. You know. Excellent. Fuck, I didn't even think, didn't even, never would have thought that would have been on your list, man. (laughs) But, yeah, no, that makes sense. Absolutely. But it's another one, like, it's pretty fucking, like, surface level, night surface level, like, pretty much fucking, like, flat line, like, flat across the board, the feel to it, and it's kind of, that's dark fucking, it's just what it is, man. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that. That actually sounds like a pretty good fucking idea from hell. I dig Excellent. it. I got two left, right? Bring it. Okay. I'm going to hit you with one. That you're probably not going to see coming. Fire your way. I'm going to hit you with another one that you're definitely going to see coming. <laughs> the one that you might not see coming, I watch a lot. Still. Reservoir Dogs. Hmm. I don't know if I would have pitched you for that one. I don't think I would have. I watched that movie. I have two VHS. One has to be put back together. I actually watched it so much, and I have four different... I have all the different colored variants of the... DVDs? Yep, Mr. Pink, Mr. I have all of them. Nice. Uh, Some of the language I can do without, but it was made at a time when I guess that was maybe acceptable. My only complaint. I mean, you take 
Yeah, the the 90s Tarantino and then almost any fucking Eli Roth movie. And there's, yeah. It happens. But fucking, I love that movie. And it's mostly just people fucking talking. Yeah. And I this isn't on my list, but honorable mention, both versions of 12 Angry Men. That was what me and you were talking about that like last week, I think. Yeah, the original was Henry Fonda. And then in the 90s, they redid it with Tony Danza, Jack Lemmon, the who's who of whatever was going on at that time. Yeah. Basically the same premise as The Breakfast Club. The whole fucking movie takes place in one room. It's all dialogue. Yeah. You really have to fucking be a whiz to be able to make keep someone's attention for an hour and a half when nothing changes but people talking. Pretty incredible. But Reservoir Dogs, definitely up there. And just because it's... Second from last doesn't mean it's like up there as I'm just randomly naming off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, shit, my shit's all in random order. Just yeah, no, I just, I love Reservoir Dogs, but I would put a hundred movies as, as a comfort movie above it. I'm just randomly naming them off, but I do really like the Reservoir Dogs a lot, actually, man. I know a lot of people give Tarantino shit, and I think most of it's like probably well received, but especially his older shit. I think yeah. it's all fucking solid, man. I really am not familiar with a lot of his stuff, and I've never seen that one fucking scene from anything Kill Bill. Really? Seriously. I've seen both of them many times. Yeah, and David Carradine's in it, and they're wearing the tracksuit that Bruce Lee wore in my favorite Bruce Lee movie. For like a little bit. I, that's all I know. <laughs> it's incredible. I haven't seen it yet, and I hear it's... I heard when the first one came out, like, how the fuck have you not seen Kill Bill yet? I'm like, eh, okay. Kind of depends on how you feel about him. Yeah. As a filmmaker, I feel. I was really big at the, the reason they were saying that to me was because of how much I liked Reservoir Dogs. They're like, dude, fucking Tarantino, man. You gotta, you know. As is like, as he went on, and there's still like a bunch of his shit I really haven't seen. Like, I think he did that movie Hero, and I don't never fucking seen it. But I think as he went on, it became almost like, Eh. Formulaic. Yeah. Like, I like... um Some early movies, each one had its own identity. Pulp Fiction. Reservoir Dogs. Like, I've seen Death Proof a bunch. Oh, that, that they've been playing the fuck out of that on Pluto. But there's, like... Because he's known for his, like... His, like, back-and-forth conversations in, like, a diner. There's, like, one scene in Death Proof where the, the chicks are all at a diner fucking eating, talking. And I feel that that's just, like... Oh, my God. Like harder to sit through than save the scene in Reservoir Dogs because it's almost like he's trying to like he's done it so many times he's almost trying to keep it fresh but it's just like there's something about it where it's like almost like nails on a chalkboard to me that scene in Death Proof it's like dude come on like we get it they're oh, talking back and forth and da 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 but the, there's something about it where it's just like oh my god dude this no, does yeah, not yeah. feel like a normal conversation no but the one the one, the beginning of Reservoir Dogs when they're sitting at the fucking table that one feels smooth oh, that's like a smooth conversation but it's all ad-libbed yeah. It's all fucking ad-libbed. None of that was written. Except for uh, the head dude reading through his black black book. That was supposed to be this, and they were supposed to work around that. I got Madonna's big dick coming out of one ear. And fucking Charlie, Charlie Chan, Chan coming out the other. I don't know. Out of my, I don't know out of my <laughs> she went through the Papa Don't Preach phase. I tuned out. <laughs> Borderline. And she, dude, I... I know, motherfucker. I just heard it. That's what I'm saying. Like, 
I can't, dude. I can't. Like, it's like that whole transaction in the beginning is fucking amazing. And then you got fucking Steve Wright, you know? Welcome back to Super Sounds of the 70s. Rosemary goes where my garden grows. Keep on trucking. <laughs> dude, it's like the best shit ever, man. So anyway, yeah, that's my uh, second from last one. Okay, my last one. This one, I hadn't watched it in a while. But then once I start watching it again, and me and you just talked about it, you actually just brought it over. Yeah, excellent. Great outdoors. Oh, man. That is a fucking... Okay, when we... See, we, we've, we've said the word comfort to describe movies, but comfort can mean so many different things. This is a fucking feel-good movie. Belly laugh. Absolutely, dude. How many times do I send you the fucking for prompt service blow me That's scene? That's an interesting touch. <laughs> it's like the first time, yeah. All over again. Looks the same. Smells the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! The, dude, the first time he blows it, does nothing. Now all of a sudden he's like, whoa! All yeah. like lean back and serious with it. Yeah, when he's like, yeah. And then the, the dog is just. Dude, that movie is fucking. Like, I don't know about you, but I want to see a 46 inch bust singing Burning Love. <laughs> about to go left. Go introduce Mr. Mr. Thick Dick to Mr. Urinal Cake. cake. Are you kidding? Well, he's got the hair. (laughs) Yeah, no. Great Outdoors is fucking classic. Always, man. That's just a feel-good movie. You can put that on any time. Usually around this time, beginning of summer. Yeah. And then throughout the summer, I'll pepper it in. But yeah, Great Outdoors, fuck. Fucking money, Nails it, man. And if you live in Michigan, the scenery kind of reminds you of up north. Oh, absolutely. It just nails whatever city you went to when you were a kid, and there's just the in-town kind of gig going on. Yeah, if you went like up north, like summer resort area, summer camping area in Michigan, that's like what they show in Wisconsin is basically fucking Michigan. Fucking looks the same, dude. Yeah, so it like there's a familiar feel to it and shit, but yeah. Oh, God. So um, I'll let you name... That's my last one, man. No, I'll let you name my last one. I don't fucking know, dude. I'll, okay. One moment of silence for the people that are listening to this episode. What is my all-time comfort movie? I'll give you three seconds. Night Living Dead. There you go. <laughs> but the first well, 68. Yeah the, yeah, the OG. I fall asleep to that movie more times than anything else. And it's also my favorite film of all time. But as far as comfort movie, oh, goodness. Come on, man. And the fact that it's in black and white really adds a level of comfort. I mean, it's like a security blanket. Uh, The world could be going awry, which it has many times. And I pulled that movie out like, okay. That's how much I love that movie. It's pulled me out of some pretty dark places. So comfort movie, yes. The 68 one. Now, the 91 I watch for different reasons. It's also a comfort movie, but I get something different out of 90 than I do 68. 68 is straight up like someone sneak in the VHS and throw it in my fucking casket when it's all said and done. That's how much, That's the way I feel about that movie. I'll leave it at that. So there's our comfort movies. Maybe we might revisit that sometime. 
But yeah, what could. are your guys' comfort movies? Fucking let us know, man. Yeah. Like, tell us, man. Maybe there's. I mean, I know Jared's got a handful more he didn't think of. I yeah. didn't write any down, and I just went off the top of my head. But the ones that I did name off, say like the toy or other movies like that, literally are comfort movies for me. And uh, I, I always turn to those movies. But there's so many more, man. Yeah, if I were to actually like, I threw this this list together pretty quick. If I were to sit down and think more of it and actually go through my movies, because there's shit I just I don't think about it until I fucking see it. Yeah, um, yeah, I could build out a whole another fucking list. Like for instance, I'll just off the top of my head, and then we'll get off the fucking whole thing. I know for a fact one of yours would be fucking Major League. Yeah, honestly, the first fucking Major League. I thought it would be hundred percent. You guys have no idea how much Jared likes the first fucking Major League, dude. I I like both. I like the second one a little bit more, but the first major league is this guy's fucking whip, dude. He loves that movie, and I never get mad when he puts it on because I love it too. That first major league is man. (laughs) It's that good. So much. It's that good, dude. (laughs) It's that fucking good. Yeah. So I was I was waiting for it. It never came, man. Yep. I didn't I didn't put it on this one. One goddamn hit. (laughs) That's it. One goddamn hit. It don't matter. No one's listening. <laughs> fucking He's going to need a rocket up his ass. To get... <laughs> pours the jack, puts a cap on, and wipes the residue on his fucking behind his ear. Yeah, like it's fucking cologne <laughs> or Old Spice and shit. What a fucking muff. Dude, yeah. So uh, that's our comfort movies. And uh, yeah, let us know what your what yours are, if any. If you liked ours, if you hated them. And with that being said, I guess, um, what have you been listening to, Jared? Fuck. Um, let's see. I'm just going to stay, uh, I'm going to generalize it here. Throw on some haggis. Listen to some Devil Master. Uh, listening to Dead Kennedys, Metallica. And that's, oh, um, spinning, yeah, the fucking, um... Immaculate Conception demo, which is fucking stellar. Excellent. Um, and I think that's about everything that I can think of that I've been listening to. Definitely Metallica. Yeah, that Kill 'Em All and fucking Ride the Lightning. Yeah, actually, I was really stoked when you put Kill 'Em All. Like, we went to uh, Pinball Pizza in Ann Arbor <laughs> and got some pizza and played some pinball and shit the other day. And he threw on Kill 'Em All, and I'm like, yeah, man, it's been it's been a while, dude. I came to your house and I had fucking Alice Cooper, fucking man behind the mask on. Yeah, you walked into your apartment to get something. You came back. You're like, dude, I was fucking pretty tired when I came out here, and I had to think to myself, did he not have Ride the Lightning? <laughs> yeah, every time I get in, it's Ride the Lightning, dude. But which nothing wrong with that, but yeah, Kill 'Em All was a nice uh, change of pace. Um, I'll tell you right now what I've been listening to in like three seconds. It's constant. And it's going to be very uneventful for everybody involved. Toxic Holocaust, Hell on Earth. Municipal Waste, Hazardous Mutation. Cross-examination, Menace to Sobriety. The Exhumed and Gruesome Split, Twisted Horror. Uh, Today was... Chuck Schuldner's birthday, late Chuck Schuldner from death. I've been spinning spiritual healing and symbolic. And uh, I think that's about it. I mean, I pepper in some other stuff, but 
basically I downloaded those on my phone and when I'm at work those are the and I haven't changed them out so I'm basically yeah. listening to the same stuff but that's basically I haven't gotten into the new primitive man yet um, that's about it man I mean same shit every day and I'm not even like tired like tired of it yet some coffins the other day I went through the very first or second coffins EP the early early stuff yeah but other than that nice so that's what I've been uh, that's what I've been jamming dude alright cool dude um I mean I would say like what have you been watching but I feel like we just covered a shit ton of fucking movies yeah we did no um the only thing I can say is the the new season of uh cursed films and uh history of horror I haven't watched all of either of them, but a few of each. Uh, I need to kind of tie in the ones I haven't seen yet. I think the next Cursed Films is like Serpent in the Rainbow. Oh, you you didn't watch that one yet? I haven't. The one after that is Cannibal Holocaust. i seen the ad for it, so I'm excited about that. That's going to be fucking absolutely cool. And i only seen two or three of the History of Horror uh, yeah, I've watched through the whole. I've watched through all of those, like the whole uh, everything for both of them. But um, history of horror. I was doing other shit when I watched most of it, there so was, I need to rewatch. Yeah, there was two that definitely I and I can't even couldn't even tell you right now what what the fuck, but the topic was right up my alley. And the other ones, I'm like, well, I'll watch those after. Yeah, and I can't even think of what. I couldn't even tell you. I was, yeah, I can't even think of what each episode even fucking was. I think there was, was two of them where it was like, okay, definitely for sure. Yeah. You know, like the first season was Slashers, I definitely was. <laughs> there was a, I think there was a holiday horror one. There was a fucking like contagion go. type fucking horror. Didn't one. watch that. Watch the holiday horror one, and then there was another one. Was it like, I, don't, I can't even, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. The holiday horror one, though, pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I dug it. And then there was another one. And I can't think of what the fuck. And I think there's like five or six episodes or something. It was something like that. I'm a huge fan of the Cursed Films thing, though. That's kind of a cool concept. Um, a lot of the stuff in the, this new season I kind of already knew, like with The Wizard of Oz. and Some things I didn't, but it's just cool, man. You throw it on, and it's like, that's what I'm watching. You know, kind of breaks up the monotony of just trying to pick a movie, watching the same shit. At least you know there's a new episode every Thursday or whatever, you know. Like, Dude, when it comes down to it, anything that's, uh, if it's more like a documentary, has to do with like horror movies, I'm in. Me too. Like, I love them. Me too. I just like hearing people talk about fucking horror movies. The, the second In Search of Darkness was like way better than the first one, and I loved the first one, but I got more enjoyment out of the second one. I think it maybe the movie selection was a little bit more... I'll, my my taste. I'll watch the In Search of Darkness, but there's something about them that's just I, they don't go in depth. It's like more just. It's almost like the, the, how did somebody describe it? I was like, that's nail on the fucking head. It's like you're watching one of those like remembering the '80s shows on VH1. Oh, I love the '80s. Yeah, it's like it's just like very surface level. Touch on it for like a couple of minutes and then go on to something else. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's like they touch on a movie for like 30 seconds and they go on to another movie. And then they always have, I can't remember the dude's name, but it's one dude that I find very annoying. He yeah. just seems very fucking like... Your best friend. Very radio host fucking scripted. Like, he he has his his radio voice that he uses. Handsome like, Dan. God, dude. He just makes me want to bounce my head off the wall. <laughs> but I'll watch him. Yeah. 
I put them on. Like when I'm dog tired from work and shit and there's a new episode, I'm like, eh, all right. Or, when, think, or like something like that. I'm like, well, I know I can leave this on for four hours. I think my only real issue I have with them is how they did the fucking uh, campaigns for that shit. Yeah. Like, all or nothing. It's like, yeah, $75. You get a the Blu-ray and a poster. Okay, what about like just give me the f- normal Blu-ray price that I can donate to your campaign and I get a fucking Blu-ray. And they're like, go fuck yourself, basically. They were like fucking the dicks package. to everybody who were like commenting. I'm like, dude, where's your... I'm not spending 75 bucks for a Blu-ray. Like, I'll support your shit, but... Yeah. Have a better tier. Yeah, yeah, like a three-tier. And then from what I heard, they were kind of like, in the beginning, they were uh, telling people like, oh, yeah, it's it's limited, it's exclusive, only to this. And then like... Get your name within, in the credits. Within two months of it getting released, it was on Shutter, <laughs> And people were like, bro, what the fuck? You oh, said I this remember, was exclusive. Yeah. Well, I remember Annie pre-ordered it, and we got it like four months late. It was supposed to come like around Halloween. We got it in like almost Christmas. It was like the like after Thanksgiving. But they gave us the link for um, Vimeo. Yeah. And we could watch it there, but it buffered all the time. And it was like, but then the, the actual Blu-ray came in like almost, like in December. <laughs> we had already watched it, though, because we I was so fucking excited to see it. Because yeah. all the hype around it. It just kept just spamming my feed. And the movies they were touching, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to be like a generic doc. This is like, dude, we got fucking X, Y, and Z actor, actresses in here. This is going to be legit. Tom Atkins is making a fucking appearance. This guy's coming out. When's the last time you heard Nancy Allen say anything about a fucking movie? And then they're like, well, yeah, we don't know what happened, but here's a link. I'm like, yeah, fuck, that took forever. I had to start a Vimeo account for no fucking reason that I haven't used since. <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. And then the second one I liked a little bit more, just solely on the movie selection. Yeah. That's I think it. the second one did get more, like, obscure. They did a Fulci and Argento. They went a little bit more with them and touched on more of their movies. And then just the side things where you just got, like, Nancy Allen talking for 15 minutes about character acting. Just random shit. You're like, all right. Yeah. Yes. So, well, we got to drink some beers and um, spin some records. Uh, And it was really cool doing this again. Uh, I think the next episode we do will be a specific movie. Yeah, we're going to get back into our normal format probably after this. This is like kind of like the, like knock the cobwebs off and do something pretty simple yeah we just wanted to get back to uh bullshitting about movies and music and and honestly this was a fun one man i had a fucking great time dude and it was um you know i can't wait to do it again i hope you guys enjoyed it hit us up say hi um before before we go uh this is gonna be i don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable but there was an incident with someone uh from detroit that um he took his life so I'm going to make this very uncomfortable oh, yeah. for everyone and just say, check on your people. Be kind to each other. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Appreciate all you guys. And just be the fucking the best version of yourself that you can be. And especially to other people. That's it. Cheers, motherfuckers. Absolutely, man. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I don't think I have anything else to add, man. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. See you guys.